Yo, how's it going everyone? It's Frank with Daily Boxing 365 and I wanted to talk about this whole Deontay Waters decision not to sign with the zone. Uh, if you don't know by now, the deal was for $100 million, and it would have included three fights. The first fight against Dominic Brazil, the second and third fight against Anthony Joshua. And the deal would have been for $20 million against Dominic Brazil and $40 million apiece against Anthony Joshua for a total of $100 million. I'm surprised that uh, Deontay Water decided not to go with that deal. I thought it was a really good deal, you know, just looking outside in, you know, I thought it it pretty much checked off every, you know, every box that Deontay Water wanted because you think about it, he's going to fight De- De- Dominic Brazil regardless. Um whether he's on Showtime or or DAZN, he's going to fight Dominic Brazil. We know for certain because Dominic Brazil is the WBC mandatory and so he's going to fulfill his uh WBC uh mandatory obligations and that's the next fight that's going to happen for Wilder. I thought the Anthony Joshua, you know, the, the opportunity to fight Anthony Joshua not once but twice would have been very appealing for Deontay Wilder. And for him to pass that up, I'm very uh, surprised and kind of disappointed. I'm disappointed as a fan because we're not getting the fights we want. That's a fight that I really want to see Wilder against uh, Joshua, even more so than Wilder versus Fury 2. Um, but it's starting to look like if I had to take a guess, I think Deontay Waters stays at Showtime and I'm thinking Showtime either matches the zone's deal, which would be very surprising or they, um, maybe they sell them on pay-per-views. They tell them, Hey, you know, it's better to stay with Showtime and we can land you the Anthony Joshua fight and it will be on Showtime and it will be on pay-per-view and it will be much bigger and it could be far more lucrative if you fight Anthony Joshua on pay-per-view as opposed to fighting him on zone, where you're kind of locked in at that $40 million uh, per fight against Anthony Joshua. that's I'm de- This is just me uh, speculating. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I, I just wanted to share this with you guys. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. I don't know what could be the holdup. I really don't understand it. Um, as it stands, though, that you got to look at the heavyweight division as it's fragmented. Um, everyone's kind of on their own little island. You got Tyson Fury with ESPN. You have Deontay Wilder, which looks like it's going to be Showtime, and you have Anthony Joshua on the zone. Now, the only way I could see Anthony Joshua fighting uh, Deontay Wilder now, moving forward, is that Anthony Joshua does decide to uh, fight Deontay Wilder on Showtime. Because I don't know if you remember, but Eddie Hearn, a uh, couple interviews back i want to say like about a month ago he was talking about the possibility of anthony joshua going on to showtime to fight keontae water stating that anthony joshua isn't locked into the zone as say a canelo is to the zone or tyson fury is to espn so there is some flexibility with anthony joshua deontay water publicly stated that he's a free agent in terms of fighting on any network and when he stated this i believe he tweeted it as well uh i don't know if you remember but top rank bob aram came out and, and made a very public offer for him to sign onto espn with the attempt to secure the rematch against tyson fury but obviously uh he turned that down and now he's turned down the zone deal so as it stands the heavyweight division is very split Uh, Like I said, the top three heavyweights are on their own little networks and they're kind of doing their own thing. As a fan, it's very disheartening and it kind of sucks because we're not going to get the fights we want 
and it and it's starting to look like uh, it's going to be very difficult if if in fact it ever happens. Um, I don't see a path for uh, Wilder versus Fury two. I do see a path for the Wilder versus Joshua. Again, it would have to be with Joshua going to Showtime, and this is all speculation. Um, again, because this is assuming that Deontay Wilder stays with Showtime, and it kind of looks like that based on the information that's been presented uh, with him turning down to zone. That's kind of what it's pointing to is that Wilder decided to stay with Showtime. But yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. I kind of wanted to share with that with you guys, and uh, I want to hear what you guys think. Um, what do you make about Deontay Wilder's decision to, to stay put? And um, what do you think uh, about the heavyweight division in total in, in general? I mean, what what big fights are out there? I mean, and who's gonna be fighting who? I I don't see it. It doesn't really look too good for us as fans. And that's where I'm at with it. That's just my thoughts. But on to the next one. Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's Frank with Daily Boxing 365. And I wanted to talk about the pay-per-view main event, Errol Spence Jr. versus Mikey Garcia. Uh, this fight is very interesting and exciting for many reasons. But let's take a look at the fighters first. Um, let's look at Errol Spence Jr. He's coming in with 24 wins, 21 of those by way of knockout. He's been stopping everyone that they've been placing in front of him, and he's been looking really good. Let's look at his last three uh, opponents, starting with Kell Brook. In that fight, he stops Kell Brook in the 11th round, just uh, really just tears him apart. I, I, I like to think that he broke him down systematically with body shots, and in fact, that you would see Kell Brook kind of tire and uh, just not have the same... Uh, force in his punches, especially in the ninth, tenth, and the eleventh round. Obviously, when he 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 decided to take that knee and not get up. Uh, but in the, in that fight in the early rounds, I thought Kelbrook was doing a lot of good work. In fact, I had Kelbrook winning. But as the the rounds developed, especially in the middle rounds, you would see that Spence finally got to Kelbrook with those body shots, and they end up paying dividends in the later rounds. Uh, the following fight, you had Spence versus Lamont Peterson. Now, that fight, personally, I thought it was a complete one-sided beatdown. Lamont Peterson uh, has a lot of heart. He was there to fight, but, man, Spence, it really just tore him apart, and it was really difficult to, to watch it because Lamont Peterson just didn't really offer too much offensively. It, it was just completely one-sided, and uh, Spence really just hurt, put a beating on him, and... Uh, Lamont Peterson's corner did the right thing in, in uh, throwing in the towel. Uh, the following fight, you would have Spence against Carlos Ocampo. Now, that was a mandatory for the IBF welterweight title. And, you know, it wasn't a fight a lot of fans were looking forward to, but uh, it was cool because Spence took care of his mandatory. Uh, he went ahead and made quick work of Carlos Ocampo. He stopped him in the first round with a vicious body shot. And now it leads us up to Mikey Garcia. But first, let's take a look at Mikey Garcia and his last three fights. Mikey Garcia has 39 wins with 30 KOs. His last three fights come in against Adrian Broner, Sergey Lipinitz, and Robert Easter Jr. Against uh, Adrian Broner, that was his first step up to 140 pounds. Uh, no, I take that back. Actually, he fought before at junior welterweight against Elio Rojas at a catchweight of 138. But... Adrian Broner was his official entrance to the junior welterweight uh, division, and he fought Adrian Broner. He, he went on to beat him unanimous decision in, in a fight where 
you would see Adrian Broner for the most part not throw enough punches and essentially just cover up. And uh, it was it was a very convincing performance by Mikey Garcia. Uh, no real controversy. Most people thought Mikey Garcia won, and it looked really made it made it look real easy against Sergey Lipinitz. You would see uh, Mikey Garcia fight Sergey Lipinitz, a former kickboxer for the IBF welterweight. Uh, no, for the IBF junior welterweight title. And uh, in that fight, you would see a little more resistance. Um, Mikey Garcia did secure a knockdown over Sergey Lipinitz, but Lipinitz looked like he was there. You know, he was game, and he he made it a fight. Uh, and that fight, I think, he, is something that I think if you're looking at this pay-per-view with Garcia versus Spence, that's a fight you want to pay attention to because in that fight, you'll see Mikey Garcia's power not as pronounced. It, it's not that power that you would see him at the lighter weights, especially at 135 where Mikey Garcia was just decimating his opponents, really just beating his his lightweight and uh, lightweight opponents and feather super featherweights. You know, that power at 140, he has good power. You know, obviously, Sergey Lipinitz respected his power and he was knocked down by his shots uh, one time. But it's not... It's it it was very noticeable and uh, I and if you you're coming into this pay per view fight and you're thinking how does Mikey Garcia carry his weight into or his power into 147 I think that fight in particular Mikey Garcia versus Sergey Lipinitz is a good indicator on what we might see at welterweight I I I'm not really convinced with Mikey Garcia's power at 140 and I I had to, I, if I had to take a guess I don't think at welterweight it's gonna be anything uh impressive i think he'll have good power i think he'll have respectable power but i'd be very surprised if he scores a knockdown over arrow spence um but yeah let's let's talk about the next fight though on his record uh on against robert easter jr you would see mikey garcia go down in weight to 135 in which he would unify titles uh with the ibf title with the wbc title and that was a a pretty one-sided fight uh, he knocked down Robert Easter Jr. Robert Easter Jr. is an in- interesting uh, fighter because he's abnormally tall for the weight class, and he has these really, really long arms. And Mikey Garcia was finding success going inside and uh, turning Robert Easter Jr. And he kind of would throw him off balance, in, in, in which he would be able to hit Robert Easter Jr. with a couple of different angles, and he really took advantage of that. Uh, surprisingly enough, Robert Easter Jr. never really used his reach advantage, um, but... Mikey Garcia won that fight by unanimous decision. Which brings us now to Errol Spence Jr. versus Mikey Garcia on pay-per-view, which is coming up tomorrow night. And uh, this fight, like I said, it's an interesting fight. You know, you got Mikey Garcia going up two-way classes. He's he's part of that whole dare to be great, uh, you know, thing with, uh, I don't know if you remember when Kelbrook went two-way classes to fight Triple G. You had uh, Amir Khan go up two-way classes to fight Canelo Alvarez. You had uh, Guillermo Rigondeaux going up two-way classes to fight Vasil Lomachenko. So Mikey Garcia is part of that whole breadth of dare-to-be-great fighters. And it's important to point out that those dare-to-be-great fighters, those three are all 0 for 3. They all lost against um, their opponents, whether it was Kelbrook against Triple G, whether it was Guillermo Rigondeaux versus Vasil Lomachenko, whether it was Amir Khan versus Canelo Alvarez. They all lost, and, and they all took a beating. Um, Kelbrook uh, fractured an orbital eye socket. You had Guillermo Rigondeaux 
just get completely embarrassed to the point that he would quit. Um, you had Amir Khan get knocked out in a manner that, I mean, he looked like he was completely flatlined. It was really scary to watch. And so this is the kind of um, dangers that Mikey Garcia faces when going up two weight classes, especially against Errol Spence Jr. Because a lot of fans don't know this, or maybe they're, they're not following the sport close enough, but Errol Spence Jr. actually started at junior uh, middleweight. So he fought like around 154 pounds, and he actually went down in weight to welterweight to campaign. And obviously for good reason, you know, welterweight's, uh, division's a very hot division. You had Floyd Mayweather. You still have Manny Pacquiao there. And you have a lot of good names, a lot of money to be had at welterweight. So I could see why Errol Spence... And, and he's made the weight. You know, he's he's never uh, missed weight. So as long as he can make weight, there's no problem with that. But he's a very, very big welterweight. And in comparison, just uh, in terms of size, you have Errol Spence with a two and a half... Uh, about three and a half... Uh, inch height advantage and he has about four inch reach advantage over Mikey Garcia and in terms of styles and you know skill wise and all that good stuff they're pretty evenly matched you know when I look at these two fighters they're they're very uh meat and potatoes they're very sound fundamentally you know you're not going to see a lot of flash from either fighter not a lot of whole lot of dancing and moving and all this flashy stuff you're going to see a a lot of strong fundamentals, a lot of a, a steady jab. Errol Spence Jr. is southpaw, so he's going to be uh, be coming in with with the with the right hand for his jab. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting how Mikey Garcia handles that. Uh, he's never really had problems with southpaws in the past, but again, Errol Spence is a bigger uh, man, and he's going to be a whole lot stronger. Mikey Garcia does have phenomenal balance. Uh, one of the things about Micah Garcia is he has tremendous footwork, but he isn't the fastest boxer. And when you think about boxers that went up uh, a couple weight classes, like a Manny Pacquiao when he went against Oscar De La Hoya, Manny Pacquiao had blistering speed. So, you know, he kind of offset all that size and weight and height advantage that Oscar De La Hoya had because Manny Pacquiao was so fast that it was damn near impossible for Oscar De La Hoya to hit him. So in this situation, I don't see Mikey Garcia being quick enough to evade Errol Spence Jr. And I don't see it to the point where Mikey Garcia is going to be able to get away from Errol Spence Jr. Because Errol Spence Jr., he has tremendous uh, ability to cut off the ring. And his power is is something else, man. He, I think once he starts hitting Mikey Garcia, especially to the body, it's it's going to wear on Mikey Garcia and as the the rounds progress it's going to be a little more pronounced and you're going to see Mikey Garcia sort of fade and slow down and that's when Errol Spence Jr. is going to capitalize and that's where I'm leaning towards I don't I don't think Mikey Garcia pulls off the victory if he if it even goes the distance I'll be very very surprised um but I do predict Errol Spence is going to stop Mikey Garcia and if I had to pick a round I would say somewhere in the ninth or eighth round but I'll go with the ninth round with the with the body shot. I think Errol Spence just breaks him down. Uh, some people do mention that you know Mikey Garcia is smaller, so it would be a little bit more difficult to get to Mikey Garcia's body, you know, because Errol Spence would be punching down. Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, Errol Spence has uh, really good accuracy. He knows where to place his shots, and again, he's not someone that wastes. A lot of punches, you're not going to see him throw a, a bunch of punches. But when he does have you on the ropes, he's, he really makes it a point to attack the body and then um, 
really go after the head after you know you he sees his opponent's hands drop and then he starts attacking the head but one thing about Mikey Garcia you could say that he has a good chin um he's been knocked down before but uh, I've never really seen him hurt even when he was knocked down it, it appeared he had a flash knockdown and he had all his senses and wits about on he was able to get back up and fight Errol Spence Jr I've I've only seen him hurt once um, and that was like the end of a, of a round, and so he was able to recover. Uh, I've never seen Errol Spence kind of like shaken up at all in terms of um, being frustrated when dealing with dealing with an opponent. Uh, so I don't, I, don't, I don't see what Mikey Garcia sees. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but Mikey Garcia picked the Errol Spence fight because of uh, Errol Spence versus Lamont Peterson. He He said he saw something in that fight that really made him confident that he would come out and fight Errol Spence and win. But I, I don't see it. Uh, so that's what I'm going with. I'm going with Errol Spence Jr., ninth round, body shot. And that's my predictions on the fight. I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, if you agree, disagree, let me know. Uh, share, like, comment, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. I'm on to the next one.